With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And the Kroon got it away to Slater, Slater! He's over Billy the Kid! Billy Slater has scored another, another try! Don't you love to see a piece of play, sleight of hand, deception come off? There would have been so much research put into that try against the Bulldogs mm. in 2012. One of yep. my favourite grand final trials, I've got to say. I love his analysis, this guy, on Fox Sports and off the field. Hell of a nice guy as well. And his name is Cooper Cronk. He's going to join us on Sports Day. How are you, Coop? Hello, boys. That's, I know you're lying now, but thanks for having me on the program. <laughs> now, before we get into the grand final for Sunday, Coop, now, I've got to say, Again, I'm going to I'm going to piss in your pocket here again. Oh, I think your wife Tara Rushton is one of Australia's best TV hosts, mm. and she was outstanding through the FIFA Women's World Cup. You would, you just would have been on FIFA World Cup overload, wouldn't you, while she was hosting the World Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a star of our household, and the daddy daycare was in full swing while she was uh, gallivanting around the country. Um, but no, I, I loved it just like everyone else did in the country. Um, I, don't get to too many live sports events uh, you know, these days, but uh, the fact that you know that semi-final when Sam Kerr uh, yeah, kicked that goal, Amazing. scored that goal, I was just like, I felt the pulsating in my heart. Like I just knew what sport was all about in that moment. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was a hell of a moment for Australian sport. And geez, if they had gone on with it, it would have been uh, one of the iconic moments in, in our rich history. So, uh, but uh, oh well, on to the next one. Yeah. Well, you've been to the grand final, the NRL grand final, on so many occasions. Um, you can barely count them on two hands. But with the two teams that have ended up there, first, first, second, I don't know about you, but potentially we could be seeing yeah, one yeah. of the, the great modern-day grand finals of all time. Yeah, boys, I think the ingredients are there, right? You've got this young, brash, confident, electric, attacking team in the Brisbane Broncos. Then you've got this experienced, robotic, well-drilled defence. And you've put it all together on paper with some of the best players in the competition, the matchups between the fullbacks, you know, the halfbacks, the front rows. It's got all the ingredients, but we all know that uh, grand finals aren't exactly, you know, straightforward at the best of times. So um, I think defence has dominated attack for a long period of time in our game. Is this the first time that attack might overwhelm the defence? Mm. We're about to find out. But I just love the fact that um, you've got Cleary versus Reynolds, you've got Edwards versus Walsh, and... I like the matchup. There's not too many forward packs that uh, even each other out, but the combination of Flegler, Haas, and Carrigan up against Leota, Fisher, Harris, and Isaiah Yo, like I think that's in itself where it's won and lost. So um, the two coaches, obviously, rich history as players, but Ivan Cleary's done it before, and what Kevy's done at Brisbane is pretty impressive. So um, I wish him all the best this time of year. That you still wish you were playing a bit of footy, but. Um, as they always say, you get what you deserve this time of year, and the team that wins it will obviously deserve it. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think you're right. We've, we've got the best two teams, and there are so many narratives, and, and you've, you've named a few of them, but Adam Reynolds back up against uh, Penrith, uh, the team that took him down in 2021. It's a great redemption story, and, gee, you must be enjoying watching him play footy this year. Yeah, I am. Mate. Um, look, I'll be honest. I, I didn't see Adam Reynolds doing what he's doing. Uh, it's, mm. you know, I tip my cap to him what he's been able to do to – 
take a, um, a young guys around him um, and create space for their natural ability. It's a sign of a very good halfback when, one, you improve and play at a level that you haven't throughout your career, but the more impressive part is dragging people along for the journey and making them better. I think Adam Reynolds has, has done that. Um, he's a very smart football player. I love the fact that um, you know he sort of prepares with an inch of his life every time he plays. He knows what the opposition's going to do before... Uh, they do it, and then he doesn't overplay his hand. He's happy to condense a couple of defenders, get them turned in, and create space for Reese Walsh and Ezra Mann. So uh, very good at what he's done. I think he's learned a lot through his time at uh, South Sydney playing with Latrell and Cody. I think he's taken a lot from Wayne Bennett, and now he's doing it all by himself. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it certainly is, mate. Now, once upon a time, many had questioned the inexperience of the Broncos and the old saying, you've got to lose one before you win one. But it seems like these young players, they just – they just don't get overawed. Like, do you think they're going to go out there and embrace it and play uh, to win? Or, or you know, perhaps you see team, teams go out and they, they try not to lose. I, I, I feel like this Broncos team is just going to go out there and throw everything at them. I hope so. And I love it because um, if you're going to be a certain way, both on and off the field, all the way up to grand final day, and then all of a sudden you change, well, your performance is going to change too. So I hope they've got the swagger. I hope they've got the confidence. Hmm. And then come grand final time, I think the offloads and the speed and the risk-first reward mentality of some of their players, they better deliver that. Because if they don't, if they slightly go into the shell by 1% or 2%, you know, they're not going to be themselves. So hmm. I think if you're going to break down the best defence we've ever seen, you're going to have to throw something different. And the difference is the fact that combination, again, through the spine, they've got something different. If you can create space to Walsh and do his thing, then he might come up with a huge bite. He might come up with an intercept that the Lesniak runs the other way too. But <laughs> yeah. his ability to just forget about it and go back to it reminds me of a fullback that I played yeah. with in Slater. And <laughs> yeah. that's it. if he gets it right, geez, it's good. Uh, just on that, uh, with Billy, was he like that as well? Did he have a, the memory of a goldfish or was he a little bit more calculated in his next move, Coop? Uh, when he was younger, it was very much goldfish mentality. Um, but to his credit over time, he, he worked, he researched, he watched a lot of football. So he knew what the probability was. But, um, you know, with all the greatness, like he was so annoying on the field because he wanted the ball every three seconds. <laughs> and I had to tell him, no, go away and say, come back five minutes later, like, that's uh, try your reference in 2012. Man, he was calling out the first set. So um, that's a bit like Reese Walsh. And I think, you know, Reese would have got a lot of, um, you know, sort of experience from Billy at origin level. And I think he's taken that and run with it in the back end of this year. So, um, like I said, um, the fence normally stops attack on this on the grand final day. It just seems to some way you know, overwhelm the attack because if you're slightly off, you don't back yourself all the way. But as you said, with their swagger and the, the gold chains and everything, I hope they've got the same mentality because if they can produce what they've done in the final series on the biggest day of the NRL calendar, I'll tell you what, it'll be one hell of a performance to witness. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now, Coop, we know the coach or the team is usually an extension of the coach and his personality and his approach, his, his preparation. How important is Kevy this week in his personality that he doesn't change also? Yep, so true because, um, what is it? Kate Well and Reynolds are the only yep. Broncos players that have been to a grand final before. And then you've got these young kids all in their early 20s experiencing it for the first time. I remember my first experience uh, coming up against the Brisbane Broncos who were very you know, Asian experienced. We were slightly off our game. I remember just thinking, geez, I hope I win. I hope I play well. And as soon as hope comes in on grand final day, you're gone. So I think Kevy's experience, along with Alan Langer, along with John Cartwright, what they've been able to do on this day, 
plays a huge part because, uh, as you said, the influence of the coach, his personality, his behaviours all this week will rub off on the players. If Kevy changes slightly, then maybe that's a little sense of um, you know the players changing. But on the other side of the field, well, Ivan Cleary, it's just like a lay down there that these guys do it every year. And mm. if they can do something that uh, no team's done since the early 80s, uh, geez, we, we, we're rewriting history and it's going to be pretty good to be a part of if they do. Yeah, you'd have to have them rate. I mean, if they win this... Premiership, they'd have to go down as the greatest side of the modern era, wouldn't they? Well, the modern I mean, era, back they to would. back, and you'd, there'd be an oh, argument with Nick Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. absolutely. If like right now, having won two in a row and doing it, they probably are the best team in the modern era. If they go down and win three in a row, then yeah, absolutely. Look, yeah, having to compare it to the, you boys know better than me, but um, you know the Raiders team of the eighties and the nineties or whatever it was, and then go back all the way to the Dragons and what they did those ten grand finals. But mm. uh, in the modern era, what they have been able to do, um, yeah, simply outstanding. And it just goes to the fact that um, repetition, you know, at training as as a youngster and coming through the grades has played a huge part for them to have their success at the moment. Yeah, easy on the old you guys that know better than me because I'm, I'm, I played against you, <laughs> well, Coops. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I did too, I think. I think I got him in his first year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you boys so, were born in 1930. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember it like yesterday, mate. Yeah. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, Jerome Luai. <laughs> Jerome Luai, uh, did, did he surprise you playing on the oh, I was surprised that he played, um, but you being through what you went through in 2018 with your shoulder, coming out and playing in you know the grand final and doing what you did you, you weren't at your best but you, you played a significant role and I know having players on the field can be just as important as what they do on the field because you, your teammates look alongside they see you there and that gives them confidence were you surprised that he played or, or it didn't surprise you at all no uh, yes yeah, slightly I, I think if he was going to play it was probably going to be this weekend um, mm. put it all in on the grand final day but um, you don't really know the extent of the injury unless you're part of the inner sanctum right um, so you can understand that if you pop your shoulder out, then you know it's devastating. But there are ways to manipulate that, and recover pretty quick. And uh, history shows of that club that they've been able to do it. You know, Cleary did it before with his both his hamstring and his shoulder. So they've obviously got a very good medical staff there. But the thing that I was super impressed with um, with Jerome is most people think when you got a shoulder injury, the defence is the hardest part. I get that being a contact sport, but you can keep everything in front of you with a sore shoulder, but it's when you get tackled that you can't mm. control it. And the fact that from word go, he was running the football, that that, that was pretty inspiring for me because um, he didn't hesitate. You know, he set up one try through Liam Martin, skipping back across the field and giving the ball. So he was his energetic self and, um, yeah, it was an outstanding performance. I don't think we um, sort of put that mental toughness when we think about Jerome Lewis. We always think about the top-shelf footy that he's got, but a uh, hell of a mental tough performance from um, the 5'8 because uh, he was very good and he contributed to a very good Panthers performance. Mm. Now, Coop, we know that uh, the Brisbane Broncos, they can come up with a fair few errors. You don't want to get, do that against any side, but probably most notably the Penrith Panthers. So if you're coaching against Penrith, Coop, if you had to focus on one weakness that you've seen primarily you know, the back half of this year, is there anything that stands out for you? Is there anything that's emerged? Uh, defensively, it's it's pretty hard to um, break down. Um, but I think Melbourne Storm had a little bit of a insight to them with a couple of their kicks. They targeted Taruva and, and um, Brian Tyler at different stages. The go-to is for Adam Rellis to go to Selwyn Cobbo. Mm. Uh, Jesse Arthur's on the other side of the field is athletic, but Cobbo's the man. So I wouldn't be surprised if there might be like a little early kick, just place it on top of the Penrith wingers and see if Cobbo 
can come down with it. But the other part to it too is that shoulder is still a sore shoulder. He still popped it out, what, three or four weeks ago. Yeah. So mm. I noticed on the weekend that a lot of Storm um, runners were actually at his inside shoulder, which is his right shoulder, which is the, the, the fine one. Yep. It's the left shoulder. So I think you'll see... Um, you know, a couple of the back rows. I think on that sort of field with Jordan Ricky sort of run into the outside line. Adam Reynolds is one of the smartest players in the competition. So I think you'll see Ricky sort of an outside shoulder line between Lua and Stephen Crichton. And if he's just a little bit off and, you know, it takes a bit of a tug on that shoulder, it could, could be the difference. So mm. uh, it's pretty hard to break down the best, team, best defensive team we've seen in a long time, but they're probably two little areas that the Broncos probably have to get right. Yeah, mate. Now, what about if we flip that around and you're coaching Penrith and you're going at Brisbane? Where do you get them? Well, they're all through energy, right? And I think the fact that, um, you know, Reese Walsh and, you know, the Ford pack and all that, they're, they're pretty physical in the way they go about it. I think for Penrith, it's got to be the long game. They'll be robotic. They'll be well drilled. If they shut down Reese Walsh, I think that could be the difference because it seems as though when Reese gets a ball, everyone in the stadium plus every Broncos player lights up themselves. Yep. If he's not getting the freedom and the space, then yeah, you know, that's a huge sign. Um, but I think the other other part to it is Penrith is uh, Penrith will just do what they do. If they're good at what they do, they're the best defensive team. They're the best attacking team. They've got the best completion rate. With the best halfback. They're four pretty cool things yeah. that will win you a title. If they just do that, then I think they'll be all right. Yeah, nice one. And it's pretty easy to win a three-peat. You've done it yourself as an individual, as a player. So that's pretty easy, <laughs> isn't it? Hey? <laughs> I wish. Uh, I, I look back on moments like that and said, if I was to run around again, I'd need a V8 Zimmer frame to get out there and get part of what these guys are doing. The yeah, but, yeah. Wouldn't we all? Uh, I'm very happy in retirement. I should have retired 10 years ago, put it that way. Oh, after six premiership wins, I think you know what you're talking about. Cooper Cronk, thanks very much, mate, for joining us on Sports Day. Good evening, boys. Enjoy grand final week.